0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Well, good afternoon to everyone. Glad to have you with me today. I know you have a choice of shows you can listen into, and I appreciate me being on that list and being on the top of the list for this particular time during the week. I watched this morning a little of it, and I couldn't bring myself to watch it at all. But Obama doing his apology thing to the Muslims again, going to a mosque in Baltimore and telling the Muslims assembled there how wonderful they are, how wonderful their religion is, how important their religion has been to the development of the United States of America and to our freedoms, none of which is true, of course and then apologizing with them for the fact that Americans are concerned when Muslims commit acts of terrorism. Not only here in the United States, like San Bernardino, and like the, the Twin Towers on 9-11, but also in cities around the world, like Paris, Cologne, and Germany. That, by the way, is a story that has been virtually untold in this country. Uh Fox News has mentioned it, has been on the internet so But on New Year's Eve, a thousand Muslim men, refugees from places like Somalia and Yemen, who were living for free in Germany, getting free housing, free medical care, free food, they went on a rampage. And they committed hundreds of sexual assaults and attacks on women near the Cologne Railroad Station. Hundreds. And this was initially covered up by the police, and is still being covered up by the German government, and by the U.S. government, and by the media for the most part of the world. Only a couple of arrests have been made so far, even though the women were, in many cases, able to identify their attackers. People know who they were, yet this is something that was allowed to happen, and has Obama apologized to the women in the world, well, not just Christian women or women in the West, but women in the Middle East, women who are Muslims or are forced to live with Muslims, women who are can be raped, can be beaten, can be killed by men for whatever reason, any reason whatsoever, You talk about a war on women. That's a war on women. In Saudi Arabia, women are not allowed to go out in public by themselves. They're not allowed to drive. They're not allowed to hold jobs. They're not allowed to be educated. We've seen in Afghanistan, where the Taliban has slaughtered little girls simply because they were going to school to try to get an education. That's the war on women. Yet Obama never mentions that. According to Obama, according to Hillary, according to Bernie Sanders, the war on women in this world is the war of the Republican Party on women in the United States. That's it. As far as they're concerned, women in the rest of the world, even Muslim women in this country, have no rights. It is more important to protect Islam, more important to protect the Iranian treaty than it is to protect women as a whole around the world. So Obama apologizes for Americans being concerned about Islamic terrorism. Of course he didn't call it Islamic terrorism. He certainly wouldn't call it Islamic terrorism in front of an Islamic group in a mosque. think about the hypocrisy in all this too not just with women but Obama lamented today the so-called fact that because some people in a religion or a group commit acts of terrorism that the entire religion is maligned and wrongfully so well I could talk all day about the Muslim religion which in my view is not really a religion, it's more a political movement. It's more a psychological thing than it is religion. But you can't malign all Muslims, even those who sit back and don't say anything bad about the terrorist or support the terrorist. You can't malign them for the acts of a few. First of all it's not a few. You got thirty thousand members of ISIS, rampaging through a dozen countries in the world right now and spreading the more. You've got Al-Qaeda, you've got the Taliban. This is not just a few people. But Obama says, well, you can't rely on a, malign a whole religion for what a few people do. Contrast that with the Democrats' attacking the National Rifle Association every time a crime is committed with a weapon it doesn't matter if the crime is by a Muslim terrorist or somebody on the on the street who just wants to shoot somebody else it doesn't matter if it's a crime black on black white on black black on white it doesn't matter the blame goes on the membership of the National Rifle Association. Even though I have never heard of any act of terrorism, any mass shooting, being committed by anyone who belonged to the NRA. I've been a member of the NRA for years and continue to be a member. I helped found the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms uh, over 40 years ago and served on the board for 30 years. Uh, I helped found the Second Amendment Foundation. So, obviously, you know from listening to this show that I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. But what hypocrisy do you have there that the National Rifle Association is attacked every time there's a shooting, and all the members of the National Rifle Association are attacked? And, in fact, anybody who supports the Second Amendment is attacked. With no justification, nobody in the National Rifle Association has gone out and committed a mass shooting. Thousands of members of the religion of Islam are committing atrocities every day. When have you heard Obama talk about the Christians being slaughtered in countries all over the world by Muslims? He'll attack Christianity. He attacks it in, in his own country. Well, maybe his own country. We don't even know what country you guy's from. But he will attack Christianity. He will try to shut down churches. He will try to take away religious freedoms. When it comes to Christians and Jews, he's ready to throw Israel under the butts they basically, serve Israel up to the Iranians, but you never hear him defending the Christians, the Jews, the Israelis, the right to have gone on roads, the Second Amendment, to own guns. You never hear him doing that. That's because he has a political agenda an ideological agenda that is to destroy the United States of America, to destroy our constitutional republic. He hates America. He's made that clear. Is he a Muslim? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, but it doesn't matter. He always takes the side of the Muslims. I mean, right now, we are supposedly at war with ISIS. And Obama launches anywhere from 2 to 15 airstrikes a day on ISIS positions. And most of the time, what they're bombing, despite all the fanfare about, oh, we're bombing their oil reserves and their, their trucks hauling oil, the drivers of those trucks are given a 45-minute notice by the U.S. military on the orders of Obama. Leaflets are dropped, so the truck drivers will know that they have 45 minutes to leave their trucks so they won't get hurt. The justification for this? Well, these are all innocent people. The justification for bombing empty buildings at night in ISIS territory or for blowing up empty pickup trucks in ISIS territory, is Obama doesn't want to hurt any Muslims. It doesn't matter if they're terrorists or civilians. He doesn't want them hurt. He is protecting ISIS. He's protecting al-Qaeda. He's protecting the Taliban. But he's not protecting the American people. And he has no intention of doing so. That was what that speech was all about. That was to reaffirm to the Muslim world that he is on their side. That he is a proponent of Islam, and he doesn't matter how violent it becomes. He doesn't matter how it treats people who disagree with it. It doesn't matter to Obama how it treats Christians or Jews or even people in the Muslim community that disagree with each other. It's a slaughterhouse. And Obama's okay with that. We had the spectacle a couple of weeks ago of American sailors on their knees with their hands behind their heads being held at gunpoint by Iranian soldiers, the Iranian Republican Guard. The crime of these sailors, apparently they had gotten into Iranian territorial waters without realizing it. And so they had been boarded and their weapons were seized. And of course, the whole purpose of this was to get some of the technology off those boats. That's never been mentioned in the national news media as far as I know, particularly in the mainstream media. They held those sailors and they held those boats until they could get the technology off of those boats that they wanted. Then they release the American prisoners only after one sailor made an apology to them that they broadcast all over the world. All of this is in violation of the Geneva Convention on the treatment of prisoners of war the treatment of members of the military of other countries. This was not prisoners of war situation. These people shouldn't have been prisoners at all. Then the next day, you have the spectacle of John Kerry, the alleged Secretary of State in this country, and Ash Carter, the alleged Secretary of Defense, and Joe Biden, the Vice President of the United States, thanking the Iranians for the way they handled the treatment of our American sailors. thanking them for releasing the American sailors, which they had no right to take in the first place. Let's face it, this so-called treaty that Obama signed with the Iranians is the most important thing in the world to him right now. It far outweighs the security of the United States. It far outweighs the protection of the members of our military. It far outweighs stopping radical Islam. It's part of his so-called legacy. Let's take our first break.
2: The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com dot anytime you like.
1: I'm Marita News, and I would like to invite you to listen live or download my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
2: Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Visit www.usjf.net
0: today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: By the way, if you want to read my latest article on my website and blog called Obama's Legacy, you can go find it at www.michaelconnelly.com. Ziggs, And there you can read my articles on my blog. I'm going to be posting some more in the next few weeks. And you can also read about my credentials, who I am, and about the United States Justice Foundation. You can look at the books I've written, including the one about the belt of mortar which is about my dad's unit during World War II, and has become a big seller on Amazon and other sites, both as a regular paperback and an ebook. Also, my novel, Gailey: The Story of America, uh, which is a patriotic novel that the left absolutely hates and attacks every chance they get. Then you've got two books that basically campfire ghost stories, one that was below by the Boy Scouts, <clears throat> by young people, and that's Riders in the Sky, The Ghosts and Legends of Philmont Scout Ranch, Uh, that's available on Amazon also. All these books, by the way, are available through me on my website if you'd like to have a a copy sent directly from me and signed as you would like to have it signed. And there's also the booklet about the Constitution. It's called Our Constitution, Uh, the same as the name of this show. And that's where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, post them as originally written, and put in my comments about what they sections really mean, what the Constitution is saying. And I'm, we've sold thousands of copies of that booklet. Uh, you can buy it online on my website or at www.constitution.jigz.com, And you can it's $6 for a copy of the booklet. And you can also order multiple copies if you want at significantly reduced prices. And if you're buying booklets, these booklets be handed out to schools, uh, because it's so important right now that our kids are not being taught about the Constitution at all or about our form of government except to hear it being lined. If you want to order copies for your school, to give out to schools, please contact me personally through my emails, through my website. My email is michael at usjfmail.com. Dot net it's michael at usjfmail.net and I will work with you to give you a great price on large orders of booklets that are going to be distributed to schools basically we try to do it for no cost. Uh, I make a royalty on my books with the exception of our constitution there I'm entitled to a royalty but I don't take any of the money that money is rolled over specifically so. We can do what I just mentioned, and that is get copies of this booklet out to the people in this country who really need to read it, and that's our young people because they don't know anything about the Constitution. Back over a year ago, I think mean, it was, I wrote an article on my blog. Again, the blog is michaelconnelly.jigzzy.com, where I talked about psychiatry as a weapon of tyranny. That ties in with what's happening right now with Obama's push for gun control. And the hypocrisy he showed, as I mentioned earlier, he shows when he's dealing with the NRA, which to him is a personification of all evil, because it protects the Second Amendment, as opposed to Islam, which to him is a personification of perfection, despite their treatment of women, despite their killing of Christians all over the world, fight all the Islamic terrorists the NRA to him is the real true enemy Hillary Clinton has said the same thing Obama has said he's going to issue new executive orders on gun control and I expect them to be issued shortly he's already done over a couple of dozen he wants to disarm the American people and he knows he can't get it through Congress, at least not specifically. But now I've heard that the, we you know that Paul Ryan, the Speaker, Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives, and Mitch McConnell, Republican head of the Senate, both met with Obama over the course of the last couple of days. And one of the things they pledged that they were going to work on together, was closing the so-called loophole for mentally ill, allowing them to buy weapons. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, there is no such loophole. The law already states that if you have been adjudicated to be mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others by any court or by any administrative judge, then you cannot legally purchase a firearm in this country. You're going to be put on the NICS list, the National Institute Criminal Background Checklist. Some of the people who have committed mass shootings in this country have clearly been mentally ill. Others have been motivated by the Muslim religion, for example. But the ones who are mentally ill most of them purchased their firearms legally, or had somebody else purchase firearms and give them to them, like in the case of the, the or two terrorists of San Bernardino. <clears throat> so the government is going to use this mental illness loophole, as it's called, to justify disarming millions of Americans. How are they doing it? We've already seen it. I've already been talking about it on this show and other shows all over the country and making speeches about it all over the country for several years. They're going to start declaring everybody mentally ill. When I say everybody, I'm just talking about veterans. I'm talking about senior citizens, beneficiaries of Social Security. I'm talking about students that get loans guaranteed by the government. You're going to be declared mentally ill. Thousands, at least several hundred thousand veterans have been declared mentally ill and put on the next list. Now, how have they been declared mentally ill? No adjudication process, not even a, usually a recommendation from a psychiatrist, certainly not something heard by a judge. The veterans get letters in the mail saying, because of your mental or physical disabilities, we're going to find you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs, and appoint a fiduciary to represent you. Now, the fiduciary program's been around for years. It was designed for elderly veterans who might be suffering from dementia and need the help of a relative or somebody else to make sure that they paid their bills on time <laughs> and they out of their benefits they received as veterans. Now, all of a sudden, and I've got this in writing, I've got the letters from the VA, veterans are being declared mentally ill because they have lost an arm or a leg in combat, or declared incompetent, I should say, to handle their financial affairs, because they've lost an arm or a leg in combat, because they've hit, ever suffered from PTSD, no matter how minor, or they've ever had a bowel of depression at any time for whatever reason, the loss of a comrade in battle, veterans are being declared incompetent because they let their spouses pay the family bills, or in some cases, and I'm, I'm working with a veteran right here near my hometown in Texas, who got this in writing from the VA, he was declared incompetent to handle his own financial affairs because he has his bills automatically paid out by his bank from his bank account every month. and somehow he became mentally incompetent as a result of that. This is for real. This is happening all over the country. And now they're talking about closing the mental illness loophole. They are classifying these veterans as mentally ill. Is that what Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are going to agree to do with Obama? broaden the the classification of mentally ill people even further. They've already announced, the Social Security Administration has already announced that they are going to start implementing the same program among Social Security beneficiaries, that they are going to start declaring certain social security beneficiaries incompetent to handle their own financial affairs and then they will automatically be put on the NICS list. Now how are these veterans and and social security recipients being classified on the NICS list? Laws will be declared ineligible to legally purchase a firearm in this country by the FBI. The law requires that you be a convicted felon a known user of illegal drugs, or be declared mentally defective to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. Actually, the word is not declared, but adjudicated. <clears throat> That's the way it's supposed to work. The Social Security beneficiaries are gonna be declared mentally incompetent to handle their own financial affairs and then put on next list for the same reason the veterans are having it done. In fact, it, it gets somewhat worse with the Social Security beneficiaries because they're being declared really incompetent to handle their own financial affairs if their money goes to a third-party payee. In other words, if they have their Social Security benefits put into the bank and have a relative or their spouse... Handle the money once it's in the bank. That is classified by the government as a third-party payee. In fact, the bank itself may be classified as a third-party payee because of the direct deposit. Well, last I heard, if you have a bank account, you have no choice when it comes to Social Security. They want to do a direct deposit. This is how people are being declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs. And according to a confidential memorandum between the FBI and the VA, which we got after having to file suit against the VA because they would not respond to our Freedom of Information Act request. This confidential memorandum talks about how the FBI is going to take all the names sent to them by the VA, regardless of whether there's been any adjudication, regardless of why, why they're being declared incompetent. They're taking all these names and they're taking all these veterans, America's heroes, and they're classifying them as being mentally defective to the point of being in danger to themselves or others. That's a stigma that they may carry the rest of their lives for no reason other than the fact that they fought for our country and believe in the Constitution and believe in the Second Amendment. Let's take our second break now.
2: Who is, or what is, USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Visit www.usjf.net today.
0: Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
2: Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear The Doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF.
0: the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: You know, I've been talking about this, like I said, for several years now, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. They're going to be changing the definition of mental illness once again to include even more people. Now, think about this. You're already classified according to the Department of Homeland Security as being a potential domestic terrorist if you're a military veteran if you're a believer in the second amendment if you're pro-life you're considered a potential domestic terrorist that is stigma enough on its own but now you're going to be declared mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others because. You let the spouse, your spouse pay the family bills, and you're a veteran, or a Social Security recipient? That's why you need to go back and read the article that I wrote called Psychiatry as a Weapon of purity. Again, my website is www.michaelconnelly.jigzy.com go read that article. I'm going to be probably updating it in the next several weeks because so much has happened since I wrote it. But I I go through the history of mental illness being used by terror tyrants throughout the world to justify actions against certain individuals or certain groups of people. Adolf Hitler used it against the Jews. He used it against anybody who opposed him Because the deal was that you know you're trying to set yourself up as a dictator and you're trying to make the people happy and believe in you. So you don't want to just begin by wholesale killing the people, although some dictators have done that. You start out by quietly making the people who oppose you disappear. Quietly getting rid of the groups that you're trying to train your people to hate. You don't do that by arresting them and bringing them in front of a judge for a public trial. You just have them disappear. You have them picked up. In Hitler's case, it was by the Gestapo, secret police. You have these individuals picked up taken into a psychiatric facility where a compliant psychiatrist will sign off that this person is mentally ill, usually without even examination. And then that person will be put into the system, institutionalized, with no right of counsel, no right to be represented by an attorney, just disappear. And, of course, in Hitler's case, this was used against Jews, and not only did they disappear, but eventually were murdered. And once they got by with this for a while, they stopped even making the pretense. They just picked people up simply because they were Jewish. In the United States, Barack Hussein Obama is wholesale declaring groups of people to be dangerous and requiring that they be disarmed. And that includes veterans, that includes Social Security recipients. They're going to keep broadening it. What is this new deal that Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are going to go along with Obama on? I mean, how much worse is it going to get? He's already told HHS, Department of Health and Human Services, To ignore the HIPAA law, that's the law that protects the privacy of your, your medical records and my medical records, Obama has told HHS to ignore the law and to get the states or private entities or the government, federal government if they have them, to turn over to the FBI and to the Internal Revenue Service, by the way. This Internal Revenue Service is now going to have access shortly to millions of our medical records because they are, quote-unquote, supposedly looking for Medicaid for fraud, fraud. So they're going to go through our medical records, supposedly, to find that out. But HHS complied with the Obama executive order and started telling health care providers around the country to turn over to the FBI the names and addresses of anyone who had ever gone to the doctor and told the doctor that they were feeling depressed even if they got no treatment for depression even if it was a one-time thing they're being told to turn over the medical records of anybody who's ever been diagnosed with PTSD and that is not Something that happens just to members of the military, you can get PTSD from the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, being in an automobile accident. It can trigger minor PTSD. Your medical records, if that's happened to you, are not going to be turned over to the FBI, and you're going to be put on the next list as someone who is mentally defective to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. In other words, you're going to be declared mentally ill without ever being examined by a psychiatrist or a psychologist for the purpose of declaring you mentally ill to that point, without ever having an adjudication which is required by law, you're just going to very quietly be told you can't own firearms anymore. And by the way, the NICS list is designed to keep people who are convicted felons or truly mentally ill from purchasing firearms. It doesn't specifically say anything about them not being able to own firearms if they already have them. Yet, if you get this letter from the VA, and I imagine same letter will be used by, or similar letter will be used by the Social Security Administration. If you get this letter saying you're going to be declared incompetent to handle your own financial affairs, the letter goes on. I've got copies of it. You know, People have attacked me and said, oh, this is not true. This is not happening. And I show them a copy of the letter, but that's not true. They don't really mean that. The letter says that once you've been declared incompetent to handle your own financial affairs, you can no longer own, purchase, transport, firearms or ammunition. If you do, you're guilty of a felony under the Brady Bill. That's what the letter says. If you have these administration apologists out there and these people who just don't want to believe saying, well, that letter really doesn't mean what it says. Talk to the veterans. I had some guy on the American Legion website who has a blog on there, which I think is read by about three people, but he had an anonymous source that he quoted saying that everything I said was a lie. This anonymous source was supposedly a veteran's advocate who said that I was lying about all of it. But there was no such letter existed. and If it did exist, it certainly didn't say what I said it said. In fact, the attacks lately have been increasing on me because they want to shut me up. But ladies and gentlemen, this is real. It's happening. BATF has proposed and then adopted new definitions of what constitutes mental illness. It used to be that in order to be on the next list, one of the ways it got you on the list automatically was if you were found by a judge to be mentally unfit and you were adjudicated to need to be hospitalized for treatment, then you would be put on the next list. Now the BATF wants to say that everyone along on the next list who has ever seen a psychiatrist under court order for any reason whatsoever. Now let me tell you what that means. When I practiced law in Louisiana, most of my work was in the constitutional area or civil areas. I did some criminal work. I also did some family court work simply to help pay the bills, mm-hmm. although I didn't particularly like it. One of the things that would routinely be done and probably still is and I think it's routinely done in many states by judges, family court judges, when they are dealing with a divorce situation where custody of children is involved, they will often order the entire family, mother, father, and children to be examined by a psychologist or a psychiatrist in an outpatient setting simply because, and then a report to be sent to the court. This is to help the court determine the fitness of the parents who is entitled to custody or joint custody to make sure that there's no child abuse going on. That's the reason for these examinations. Under the new B A T F regulations. That means you because you were sent to see it, even a psychiatrist coming, a psychologist comes back and says, There's nothing wrong with anybody, they're all all doing fine and uh the court goes from there. Even if that happens, under the new BATF regulations, your name is going to be submitted to be put on the next list. You're going to be prohibited from owning or purchasing firearms because at some time in your life, even as a child, you were ordered by a court to be examined by a psychologist or psychiatrist. Think about the ramifications of that. But it gets worse. Because HIPAA, in violation of the HIPAA laws, HHS is also submitting to the FBI information about anybody who's ever taken drugs for depression or ever taken medication for ADD or ADHD. So if, as a child, you were diagnosed with ADD, and I think a lot of this is misdiagnosis um, because the schools don't want to deal with certain children. But if you were diagnosed with ADD, even for a short period of time, and took medication for a short period of time, under these new regulations, your name will now be sent to the FBI. You will be declared mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others, themselves or others, and that will go on your permanent record. That may affect you getting a job in the future. That may affect you getting credit in the future. That may affect you being able to buy a house in the future. This is wholesale, and we'll talk more when we wrap it up after this last break.
2: The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the US Senate on all but one US Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
2: Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on
1: americaswebradio.com.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a veteran, or you have a family member who is a veteran, or your friend who is a veteran, who has received one of these letters from the VA, telling them that they're going to be declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs, have them contact me immediately. We're working individually with veterans around the country. I just had four more contact me this week. We're working with individual veterans, helping them prepare the appeals. You'll see, here's the way it works. There's really no new process here. The VA puts all the burden of proof on the veteran. They tell the veteran, we're going to declare you incompetent. You have to prove to us within 60 days that you're not incompetent. That violates the Fifth Amendment due process clause of the Constitution. But they do it anyway, so we're fighting them on that. And then if you do lose and declare incompetent, then you can file an appeal, but that may take up to three years to be decided we're helping veterans prepare those appeals and try to get them expedited. And then even if you win the appeal, the FBI is telling veterans, we're not going to take you off the list. It doesn't matter. So we're fighting across the board for veterans. This is costing us thousands of dollars. Our coffers are running pretty low at this point. But we are going to continue to represent veterans at no charge to them or their families. In fact, we represent all clients who come to us at no charge. So if you're a veteran and you need our help, contact me at michael at usjf, that's for the United States Justice Foundation, Mail, m-a-i-l, dot net. Remember that part, dot net, not dot com. Contact me it may take a week or two for you to hear back from me because we're getting inundated with requests for help. But we're providing that help. We're doing the best we can. And if you want to help us in the fight, you can go to usjf.net. That's the United States Justice Foundation website. And you can find out how to donate. Donations to the USJF or tax-deductible because we are a 501c3 organization. We've been around for over 37 years. We have been very successful in a lot of areas. We right now are involved in cases all over the country. We are, for example, file briefs in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in support of Texas and the other states who are attacking Obama's amnesty as being unconstitutional. We are being successful. We're now working on a brief, United States Supreme Court. We filed a brief recently, uh, or we'll be filing a brief of support of the Little Sisters of the Poor, uh, the Catholic charity that is being told by Obamacare that we don't care what your Christian beliefs are, you will provide abortion and contraceptive services uh, to your employees. That's another case we're involved in. We were working on cases of the Second Amendment involving Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, First Amendment, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. And I know a lot of people are totally enthralled with what's going on with the presidential campaigns around the country, and a lot of people are supporting those candidates by sending them money. But don't forget about groups like ours, the United States Justice Foundation. We'll still be around long after the election is over. Regardless of who's elected president, we will be fighting for constitutional rights for the people in this country. And we need your help. So go to usjf.net to donate. You can find out how to donate either online or do it by Mail. If you would like for me to speak to your organization, whether it be a Tea Party group, a Republican group, an Lions Club, a Rotary Club, particularly here in Texas, I'm doing a lot of those speeches and I'm willing to come speak to your group, just contact me again at michael at usjfmail.net. This is a fight that I'm committed to win. And when I say this is a fight that I'm committed to win, I'm talking about the fight to protect the Constitutional Republic. And look what's happening in the election. Let's look at the Democratic side in particular. We have a socialist who is running and getting a lot of support. A socialist. What is Socialism. It's a dictatorial form of government. It destroys free enterprise. It destroys free will. It is a dictatorship. It has been tried for hundreds of years throughout the world, and has always failed. It has always been an ultimate failure. Yet you have thousands of college kids who are totally clueless flocking to hear Bernie Sanders. He stole the virtues of socialism. He wants to tax the American people at nine percent more wealthy he wants and these college kids are going oh wow if he's elected president I get free education college education I get other free stuff free stuff is good and the rich people out there will have to pay for it they don't think about the fact that one of the things they're going to try to do when they start working is becoming rich Margaret Thatcher said it best the problem with socialism is that eventually the socialist governments run out of other people's money. Yet these college kids are clueless. I guarantee a lot of it's because they have never read the Constitution, never been taught about the Constitution, don't even know what their rights are of the Constitution. If you don't know what your rights are, you're not going to realize when you're losing them until it's too late. So we have Bernie Sanders, a socialist, doing quite well. Then we have Hillary Clinton, who doesn't really know if she's a socialist or not, because she's been unable to define it when asked about it. Uh, but we have Hillary Clinton running as the heir apparent to Barack Obama. She's going to do everything he did to destroy the constitutional Republic, but only she's going to do it better and quicker. That basically is her campaign. That's what she's all about. The woman belongs in jail, not in the White House. I have a top secret security clearance. I got it years and years ago. And while I'm not in the active military anymore, so the clearance is not really active, I still have a top secret security clearance. It's never been revoked. There are emails that Hillary Clinton was having sent to her private server that are so highly highly classified and contain such sensitive information that pertains to the lives of Americans and supporters of this country around the world. people who are getting intelligence for us. it contains information that will cause a threat to those people. It is so highly classified, that has a with my top secret security clearance, I couldn't I would not be allowed to read it. A member of Congress, I understand, has who has a classification to read these, has read them and was absolutely terrified by the information. And this was being sent to Hillary's emails because she was trying to cover up everything that she was doing. So she didn't go through the government email services as systems as required by law. Because then they would have possibly seen the fact that she was using her position as Secretary of State to solicit funds from people who wanted to do business with the United States, people who wanted countries that wanted specific uh, grants of, of, I'd say, free stuff. Not free stuff, but, uh, for example, the Russians wanted to buy some uranium from the United States. Hillary secretly negotiated a deal that involved the Clinton found in getting some money. Millions of dollars were raised by Clinton, the Clintons, while she was Secretary of State. All a lot of it illegally from foreign governments. She wanted everything to be done secretly. So that's the reason for the server. Again, the woman belongs in jail, not in the White House. So, Go to our website at usjf.net and help support us. If you need our help, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. And please go to my website, my personal website and blog, at www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. Order copies of my books. Order them directly from me. I'll be glad to sign them to you or to anybody you want me to sign it to. Order copies of the booklets on the Constitution. Give them out to friends. Give them out to relatives. Give them to your children. Get them to know what their rights are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for having me on again this week. I look forward to talking to you again next week. I'm working on getting a guest for next week's show. And so enjoy your rest of your week and your weekend, and I'll talk to you again
0: next Wednesday. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.